Now, there's an old saying I want to uh, begin with this morning, and that is, you can't judge a book by its cover. Now, a few chuckles, so that means you've all heard of that, I hope. What does it mean? What does it mean you can't judge a book by its cover? That's right, you've got to go into it. That's right. You can, you can go to a bookstore to buy a book and uh, go, oh, look at that big flashy one, and grab it off the shelf, and truth be known, uh, it's probably been big and flashy to attract you to get it, when actually it might not be that good. What makes a book good is what's on the inside, not the initial impression. And, and what I've found with Martha is that uh, most people when you bring her name up from the Bible or talk about her, instantly go to one moment in time. And that's the first impression, the first story about her where we account her in the Bible. You can't judge a book by a cover because in that first encounter, she doesn't do very well. You know, she's the one that's too busy and didn't have time to sit at Jesus' feet. In Luke chapter 10, which we read, Jesus goes to Martha and her sister Mary's house. And in the passage, it literally says, Martha is the one who opened her house to him. So she's the one who invited him there. He's dining as a guest, and Martha is busy and overworked, trying to feed everyone, while her sister Mary simply ignores the work and goes and sits down in the room where Jesus is and listens to what he has to say. Now, in Jewish culture of that day, Hospitality was incredibly important, especially if you invited someone into your home. You were making a friendship-level connection with them. So if you didn't feed people well, it was a disgrace to you. So what Martha is concerned about is that she wouldn't be seen as a good enough host having invited Jesus in and would get a bad reputation if things didn't go well. That's why she gets cross and says to Jesus, tell Mary to come and help me. Don't you care that she's neglecting her duties and I'm having to do all this work by myself? But Martha doesn't get the response she wants as Jesus tells her off. He says, Mary has chosen what is better for her to do. So she should stay right where she is. Jesus' reply was saying to Martha, it's more important for Mary to have and grow a good understanding of God than it is to be trying to win the approval of a culture and the people about you. And that is the first impression that we get from her. That's the cover of the book, if you like, that she's the person that gets told off because she's too busy doing other things. When she was trying to impress Jesus, having invited him in, a bit of a celebrity in the time in my house, and by showing what a good host she was. Now, the second story we read this morning is possibly as much as two years later. Martha and Mary and their brother Lazarus, uh, their story is being told in John chapter 11. We learn that they lived in Bethany, which was only a very short way from Jerusalem. We also learned that whenever Jesus came to Jerusalem for the great festivals, he would stay with them which meant that he's been staying with them for about three or four times a year because that's how often they would make that journey. In Easter week, for instance, just a little bit after John chapter 11, 
it's in the evening and Jesus is in their house again. So again, a big festival's on, he comes to stay with them. Lazarus, of course, in the story in John chapter 11, became sick and died. So they'd sent a message for Jesus, knowing where he was, in the hope that he would come and heal him. Except that Jesus didn't arrive until Lazarus had been dead four days. Now again, the significance in this story comes out in knowing the Jewish custom of the time. What they did is they buried a person immediately, within 24 hours. But then the family would take up what they called the mourning period for 30 days. And what they would do in that time is sit inside their family house with their mourning clothes on, showing that they were grieving, and anyone who wanted to would come and visit during those 30 days. And because Lazarus had now been dead four days, there were a lot of people that had arrived already and filled the house. So the scene John is describing is really the first century version of a funeral service. Except that instead of a funeral service lasting for an hour or a morning, I mean, I've been one that lasted for eight hours, so that was a pretty long day, it would last for 30 days, and the family would stay there and in the house for that length of time. Anytime visitors came, they would have to be in the house to receive them. That was the proper thing to be doing. But think about the story. What is it that Martha does when she hears that Jesus is nearby and arriving? She gets up, leaves all the visitors behind, and runs out of the house to go and be with him. It's an important story because it shows us that Martha wasn't always the person who was too busy keeping up appearances to be with Jesus. In fact, in this story, the two sisters react in the opposite way to, they did, to what they did in the first one. Remember in the first one, Mary hears Jesus talking and stops doing her work. She goes and sits and listens because she's heard something that's intrigued her or interested her and thought, hang on, that's what I need to hear and learn. While Martha gets told off for trying to drag her away again, getting her busy and overworking instead of taking the time to be with Jesus no matter what else is going on. This story, the second story, it is Martha who is the one who knows what is important to do, what she needs at this time with her brother's dying. So when she hears Jesus is near, she leaves the houseload of people behind and goes to be with him. And it's Mary who is the one who stays and keeps up appearances, tries to show that she's the sister doing the right thing by the culture and time and impressing people. And at the very end of the passage, there is a moment of great humour, like a little bit of gentle teasing. And often we miss the humour in the Bible, where, where Jesus sets something up that we should have a bit of a chuckle at. Basically, he has said to Martha, so where's Mary? Isn't she the one who comes and listens? Why isn't she here with you? And aren't you Martha? Aren't you a one who overworks and tries to impress? And so he sends Martha back to the house to fetch Mary and get her. It's like a little nudge at Mary saying, you know, back on that other occasion, were you really wanting to listen to me or were you actually just trying to get out of your chores? And Mary understands that little nudge because Jesus has had Martha deliver it to her. And so she immediately changes her position, leaves the house and goes to see Jesus as well. 
Mary and Martha. So the, the picture... Oh, oh, we've got the other. We've got the next picture, yes. So the first time, the picture I've got up there, you've got the story in Luke where Mary is sitting at the feet, Martha is standing and saying, we haven't got time for this, let's move on. In the other one, it is Martha who gets the time alone, one-to-one, with Christ by herself because she's the one who said, I need to be with Jesus and everything else comes second. There is a third time that Mary and Martha appear uh, in the Bible and that's in John chapter 12, which I didn't have read this, read this morning because I just wanted to talk about it. In that story, it is just before Easter, just before Passover, it wasn't Easter then of course, when Jesus would die and where Jesus is again staying in Mary and Martha's house. It says there, they gave a dinner for Jesus, which Martha prepared and served. Lazarus was sitting at the table, and Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. And she took an expensive bottle of perfume and poured it on his feet and wiped them with her hair. Now, if you didn't pick it up, that scene is exactly the same as the first one back in Luke, except that back in Luke, everything is chaos and arguing. But here, the same scene is a picture of peacefulness. Martha has changed. She got told off a couple of years ago, sure, but she got over that embarrassment and hurt and learnt that when there is a crisis, keeping up appearances and trying to impress people is not as important as being with Jesus and understanding God's perspective of what is going on. She's the same person. She's doing the same thing. If you watched her, she is actually cooking, organising, preparing and putting on a meal. But the clear impression is that inside of her, in her heart and her mind, she is a changed person. In the end, she is still serving because that's what she liked to do, to be a good host, to put on a good meal. And there was never anything wrong with that. It, but it was in the attitude in which she was doing it. In John chapter 12, it simply says, Martha was there serving, because that was all that needed to be said. Nothing else needed to be explained. There's no fusses going on, no drama being caused, because she's no longer doing it to get her own credit. She is doing it to serve with love, honour and respect, and to focus on the people she's serving, rather than on herself and her reputation. She gives us the picture of a person who has grown in her faith until she has matured and she's no longer worried about what other people are thinking and saying. Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet and listening because that's where she needs to be, where God would like her to be for her own faith. If that's what Mary likes to do, Martha is now content with it and not bothered by it because she has found what she likes to do and she's realised that they are different people. Mary too has changed, which we don't often notice either. She started in a place of strong faith, strong dedication, and I will put things aside to be with Christ. She then has this moment of self-indulgence, self-centeredness in John chapter 11, where she started to let other people's praise be the place that she has found her, her worth. But with Jesus and Martha's gentle nudge, she is back where she always should have been and where she never should have left. The full story of the sisters 
gives us an understanding of how God approaches us and always invites us into faith from where we are. On the one hand, you have Mary, starts out in great faith, slips a bit, but Jesus simply allows her back to the same place that she was before. On the other hand, we have Martha, who begins from a place maybe of doubt, not really perhaps thinking who Jesus was, and, but thinking what she could get out of having him in her house. We have a picture of a woman whose faith has got stronger and stronger as it has gone along, to the point in the end she is happy to be herself and worship God, and they are one and the same thing, no longer one or the other. They are a picture for us to take great encouragement and heart from. For wherever we are in our faith, we may be like Mary, where once our faith was strong and now it is not so much. But God will always welcome us and invite us back to where we were. Secondly, we could be like Martha, where we are unsure, but our faith has grown with time. And God works with each of us individually in the way that suits us. That's what Martha tells us. There's no hurry. There's no urgency. God will meet you where you are and take you along as you need to be taught. The last thing that I want to point out from this passage, and this comes back to our children's talk, and that is the point that God wants you to be yourself. God created you as you are and knows the things you like to do. Whether you are someone who likes to serve, like a cake maker, like Jordan Rondell, or to be active, like a snowboarder, like Zoe sadowski Sinnott. You might be someone who likes to work hard and be active, or you might be someone who likes to sit and listen and learn. To pick up how people are feeling because, simply because you're sitting with them, as Mary no doubt did, and which is why she anoints Jesus with oil and wipes his feet. God doesn't ask you ever to be someone else other than who you are and how God has made you in your personality, your insights, your gifts, your talents, your interests. But God will show you a way where you can use those things to worship God and serve people in a way that will fulfill you far more than if you use them for your own means and achievements. That's the message of the story and life of Martha. Let us pray. Lord, we do give you thanks that we have these stories, that uh, we can read them and think about the growth, the changes, the developments, the action happening within them. Lord, they are great teaching to show us how much you love us and how much you will sit and work with each one of us for who we are and how we are and where we are. May we trust ourselves into your hands that you are the one who leads and guides us always. In Jesus' name we pray together. Amen.